0: Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Manchester is Red podcast for the Manchester Evening News. I'm your host Rich Fay, and I'm delighted as always to be joined by Samuel Luckhurst. Hello. And we're trying, we're going for the Solskjaer approach, we're just going to Throw our TFT. team selection in the air <laughs> and we're just going to put Tom Booth straight into the mix. Different combinations. Two and two though. So let's uh, try and get a run of games under my belt. Yeah, your form's progressing, isn't it? From the youth team. And here you are. You had a loan spell down in Cardiff. And let's hope I can continue it. Yeah, we shall see. Uh, Samuel, you, well, again, you had, had the displeasure maybe of Old Trafford yesterday. It was a game, and you, you think about United's last 10 games, they only won two of them. But the performance against Chelsea is one, one of the better ones really. And only a draw. I guess if you took out the rest of the form the other nine games it's not a bad result but all but ended United's hopes of Champions League football this season it it was a bad result do Uh, you think so? yes because I think that was the the final that was the death knell
1: really for for top four realistically looking at what needs to happen I I think Arsenal and Chelsea have both not got to win any of their remaining games United need to win both theirs. I just don't really see that as a scenario given the goal difference as well you don't see United scoring many goals even though they are against possibly playing against two relegated sides by the time uh, they host Cardiff next week it was a good performance up until Antonio Rudiger took that shot and De Gea spilt it and it's that cliche about conceding at a bad time just before half time and they never really got over it and they're not fit enough and they don't score enough goals and they don't create enough chances it's, it's starting to sound like that um, that tweet they put out during David Moyes' reign when he said <laughs> that they need to focus on defending, creating, shooting, scoring, I can't remember To it the it off the list. Yeah. Yes, yeah, I think I've bookmarked it because it'll probably be retweeted sometime soon.
0: Is there anything United are good at then? Um, first 20 minutes they're, they're good at Cause they they've started at, their games against Barca City and yeah, Chelsea really they, good they, they've shown that they are in phases
1: capable of taking the game to teams which I think was always the um, the, the issue with them in that they didn't have players who could play control and football But they were they were completely enhanced by Mata and, and Herrera. Um, I mean, it's, it's a pity that they deemed Herrera uh, to be so inessential, yet yeah, he's probably on, on ability their second-best midfielder. I still think Mata, with his seniority and some of the impacts he's had against against the elite this season, I know most of them were against Chelsea, he can still cut it and he's still worth keeping. But as it stands, it looks like both of them are, are going to go. Um, but again, the, looking at their chances, I mean, the, I suppose the one positive would be that they actually created some chances from corners. There were some acceptable corners. They put a good I one into know, the box. Yeah, uh, <laughs> they, they have scored. almost scored directly from um, from two of them. But in open play, they just don't do enough. And I think their lack of fitness was kind of summed up by Lukaku who was absolutely blowing after one run but then again you look at the size of him and he's just too bulky still and and he's aware of it, he spoke to us earlier in the season, I think back in December, uh, he's aware of it but he's not shed enough timber and um,
0: yeah, United aren't going to go to the next level with him in, in, in the current condition he's in at the moment on those five changes for the game, were you surprised by the team selection? All he went with, I know it, was, it almost he went back to the, the midfield free, which had most of his success in the early days. But like Sam, I said, matter was in there, and you yeah. had a I think I was pleasantly brief...
2: surprised by it, to be honest with you, and especially yeah, the presence of matter. I think I wrote uh, the piece went on the yeah, MEN on the morning of the game about how if matter is to leave. United need to make signing a number 10 their priority in the transfer market. I know other positions have been spoken about, but I think Mata showed in that performance and with the type of player that he is, what United have lacked and where United fail to control a game. Look at City, for example, have got four creditable number 10s in their squad. United have only really got one and he might leave in the summer. So I think I was surprised by that. I was nicely surprised to see Herrera back in there, although as Samuel says to see him and the depart after that performance and those two against Chelsea would just be it should be bizarre really because I think the two United's best players so as, as positive as the team selection was and some of the performance it left me sort of tearing my hair out in certain
0: ways Do you think it would have been different do you think that would be in a different position if they'd had that team for the last month, that midfield three with Herrera available, matter in the squad? Not necessarily, I don't think. I don't know about you, uh, uh, Possibly, in that there was some
1: stability they had there, certainly at the start of Solskjaer's run, where that midfield three were untouchable. But there are a lot of turning points you can look at, and the Arsenal-Wolves games, those back-to-back defeats, were seemed to be the main killer. But also probably that Liverpool home game and the injuries they suffered that I think three players were forced off in the first half. Matic suffered the injury the day before the game and that just disrupted the whole rhythm in that team. Uh, it was it was credit to them that they still came back and had brilliant results against I think Chelsea, Palace, uh, PSG of course but that high of PSG that's you know the the high was so incredibly high, and the lows have been so incredibly low, so they've gone from one extreme to the other. Uh, but regardless of the midfield situation, they were always going to need one in the summer, but this is the the issue. there are just so many so many areas of the squad that need strengthening and you have no faith that they're going to do it this summer because the structure is still the same the strategy is still the same. they're still not a technical director uh, they they want one ahead of next season. I think that's that's too late. as I said previously, they could parachute one in today and they're not going to have any impact on what's going on. Uh, Woodward was at Carrington last week to have a meeting about recruitment. Uh, Now with that, for all the talk about United have still got the lure of being United, even if they're not in the Champions League. Two years ago, Mourinho did compile two lists on the off chance that they ended up in the Europa League again. Um, I think that, that 2016 summer was kind of anomalous really because you had Mourinho coming in as manager and you had the Mourinho factor, which enticed Ibrahimović uh, and and Pogba. It was just United's time. And back then they were able to blow Real Madrid out of the water in the transfer market. This summer it's not going to be the case because Madrid are, for the first time in probably five, six years, they are going to spend very, very big uh, in the transfer market. And as you've seen with De Gea players, although you talk about money and how a lot of players are influenced by money, a lot of players are also influenced by winning things and and having successful careers and a lot of players won't go to United because they won't be playing in the Champions League next season
2: We were talking about this in the office Samuel and I it's 100 days um, until the transfer window closes um, tomorrow Tuesday we're calling this on the Monday and 100 days sounds like a lot it's like like when you're counting down to Christmas you think it's never going to come but they fly by and the fact that like we say, United haven't got that sporting director in place. With with that time ticking by, is is a big worry for. It should be a big worry for everyone at the club.
0: Do you, if you were a player, would you still want to sign for United? I mean, the sixth highest finish is probably in England this this year. There could be there could be five English sides who have Champions League football. United will be in the same competition as Watford. It, it's tricky in that... and I guess as a player. It's not just that, but it's like you said, selling the club is selling the ambition and the long-term goal. Of this this team, and like you said, without a technical director in place, you wonder what a players even signing up, like, agreeing to really. Well, and and also as as critical as
1: most of us are of him in Pogba. That is a player who would entice players to come and join United on just just on just on the basis of having him. And if he wants to be at Real Madrid, and there's a chance that he'll be at Real Madrid next season, I think that's going to be off-putting. That the PFA nom- nominations last week, I think, was quite telling in that Pogba is clearly popular with his peers, and there's a lot of respect for him. Even though you look at his form this season, he's had two brilliant months. Other than that, he's he's been feckless rather than phenomenal. So that's that's another issue in the dehaia the that that has become much more protracted than it should ever have become uh, and you still don't know what's going on and his form has fallen off a cliff Pogba is, is flirting with Real Madrid Lukaku is making noises about not possibly being there next season um, I think he is playing a bit of a long game there um, he's, he's he's got a new agent uh, his agent was on Sky Sports News earlier this month and was speaking about Lukaku's situation so sometimes it's just a bluffer's trick and if there is a man in football who you can either bluff and get your way it's, it's Ed Woodward unfortunately <laughs> for United um, so many players at the club not at the club <clears throat> have had United over a barrel they've been used as a bargaining chip by other players to get new contracts so it, it's a real tricky one because I think that in terms of the recruitment strategy it, it could it could change on a week by week basis there are some players who obviously would jump at the chance to play for man united watching him again at the weekend i think yeah, at the risk of sounding silly in about a year's time if he does join united i think declan rice does look ready for that level he's just such an accomplished premier league player and i don't think you'd have any trouble luring him uh, to united but it's. I know it's almost as if they've cut, settled on this British preference, as if well, those players all just want to automatically come to United, and then we can sell it as we got all the targets we wanted. And it's it's very different. I mean, the, the strategy changed. I mean, the way they go about it. There's there's no real consistency there. Um, so again, though, as as pessimistic as it sounds, what structure strategy haven't changed. No technical director in. You're asking an awful lot. Of Woodward who let's face it has, has has he's not been a success over the last six years to um to rectify things over the next hundred days.
0: Yeah, I guess like you said as well, Samuel, it is I mean I think maybe and this isn't a criticism of supporters, but there does seem to be maybe a naivety with fans who think it is like just a video game where you want this player, you offer that money, they come to the club. There's so much behind the scenes in a yeah. transfer, isn't it? And like you said, the direct, technical director is so crucial united, actually luring the top players to the club as well, but,
2: and also on that. Sorry, is that in the sort of the video game uh, analogy, if we're going down that route. A lot of these younger players, um, you know, 19, 20 year twenty-year-olds, millennials, we'd call them. Maybe they maybe haven't been brought up on the same great history and culture of Manchester United that people of a slightly older age have. So therefore, they'll have no qualms about going to a, a city, a sort of, an, you know, a newer generation club, or. Anyone else for that matter who've who have got the infrastructure that United haven't got in place, so United can't just keep leaning on history. I don't
0: think. Yeah, no, I tell, agree. Tell that to Solskjaer. Yeah, well, that, <laughs> <And> that, <that's laughs> an afternoon the other with problem. him, he'll show you all the VHSs, and you'll be you'll know all <laughs> about line. And they'll yeah. say, "What's a VHS?" Yeah.
1: <laughs> the, the thing about it is, I mean, as you say, they've not even got they've got it. I think with some of the players there who can be uh, enticed by working under Solskjaer, but. I don't think there are many players out there who think I really want to work with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. There'll be a lot that really want to work under Guardiola or Klopp or Pochettino, but Solskjaer doesn't have that cachet. And as as Dom said, the the whole history aspect, there's so much they can trade off it because the, the training ground is not as impressive as the other uh, elite clubs uh, the stadium is decaying uh, I mean it, you know it's it's, it's got that it, it is a footballing institution and you saw Debala's tweet earlier in the season saying how I mean he was almost as if he was in awe in the place it's as if that where it has been allowed to wage it's actually enhanced the aura of it weirdly but uh, the, the training at the cliff last week I mean I, I, was, I was told like Fred and Marshall looking around in bewilderment thinking what the hell is this place why have we been brought here and there's a mural of Duncan Edwards at the entrance of the cliff and you would probably struggle to how many how many United players would even know who he was yeah exactly it's it's just the it's, sentiment's it's becoming, got cut yeah it's, I mean, it's becoming pointless and the
0: structure of the Ferguson sentiment was surely, surely Ferguson was six years ago as well he's gone you've got to stop living in the past sometimes yeah. haven't you because it does it's like from a United point of view is it worrying that this is it sounds very Liverpool at the moment doesn't it the yeah. way this is sort of some going some of the fans are as
1: well uh, the whole like we've won the effing lot they were John yeah. City fans and it's all 20 times Man United they were singing that in the Moyes season I thought okay there's a bit of defiance there when yeah. you're getting beaten 3-0 by Liverpool but it, it's it's still going now and yes that history is great they've they completed the set with the Europa League they'll, they'll always have that and it's it's what makes the club uh, such a great club but oh Christ it's it, 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 it's Accentuated by social media, it's accentuated by the treble anniversary, um, and and the, obviously the anniversary game. I quite like it, even though it, it sounds a bit tawdry. This mm. th- because it is for a good cause, and we shouldn't forget that. And DMM will be covering it as well. But I do on. In, in, in a way quite like the fact that it looks like Roy Keane won't be part of it, yeah. as if to say, I have I absolutely abhor past glories. Looking back at yeah. the past, what 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 are you all playing at? What do you achieve?
2: Yeah, yeah. nostalgia. So you, you probably don't want Roy Keane injuring anyone, which uh, which which may happen if he goes in for
0: one plays. of the managers. have been out for a season for getting tackled by his own player. <laughs> <laughs> who knows? Uh, I guess while we're on that, I, we're looking about the weekend game, Don. For me, that point of view, um, top four. We said no, we have just got to take it. Basically, it's read that that's not going to happen in a Champions League finish, really. But just consider how far they were off when Solskjaer came in. Is it is it too sort of clutching at straws to say, it's just great to be involved to this late in the season from a United point of view? Or well, is no. there a genuine dis- disappointment that has been missed out on because Arsenal and Chelsea have been woeful? Spurs have lost so many games this season. The, the actual quality below the top two sides it just isn't there. Yeah, it's not great to be involved yeah. in, a, in a race which
2: has such a dearth of quality teams for me? It's like wacky races, isn't yeah. it? It's
0: just calamity after <laughs> yeah. calamity. There's no quality. It's not an F1 race. No. Well, Solskjaer rightly points out that he's bridged that gap between United. Has he bridged and the, the gap, or is the gap just as the is well, just in poor terms of, quality? Well, in terms
2: of points, he's bridged. He's bridged a, a fairly significant gap. United are at least closer to those teams, which Solskjaer will bank and and have that uh, you know as credit for him, but. I think that I said it on the last pod- podcast that's why for me the players and the structure of the club are far more um, problematic than anything Solskjaer has done. A-, a few of his decisions yeah, you can probably question um, I still wouldn't have gone with Sanchez off the bench when uh, Rashford got injured against Chelsea I know there's been questions over how much Anthony Martial is up for at the moment that warm up video was sensational yeah. wasn't
0: it that's like how I warm up for five a side just yes. stand there wait for something I, till, I he I think just happened. played
2: 90 minutes after yeah. that you know that's that's what people should look like after a game not beforehand um, but I think all in all Soul Show has done a, a serviceable job which you, you know that's about as much as you could ask of him but he's, he's got to be back now. He's got to have players who want to play his way. Like we said, players who are fit enough. What do you think Solskjaer's way is at the moment? Well, clearly he wants high energy uh, and intensity. He's got a full back on one side in Luke Shaw who looks adventurous and energetic enough to play in the way Solskjaer's asking him to and he's got Ashley Young on the other side who seems to have lost all that reckless abandon he has as a very inconsistent winger he's now a sort of ultra cautious fullback who isn't really prepared to do anything other than sort of chip the ball down the line and hope someone gets on the end of it so he's got massive imbalances in his squad I think Solskjaer I think Matic isn't mobile enough particularly to play the role he wants Lukaku probably like Samuel said isn't fit enough to run the channels and to be that sort of all purpose forward that Solskjaer wants so you can't ask Solskjaer to perform miracles when the square pegs are in round holes
0: one, well I guess will will be a bit more positive For the last few minutes Well, about I go, like we
2: both haven't, haven't I'm about everyone. to
0: go on David De Gea So I'm not sure We'll be positive <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Because that's one thing You can't legislate for You've still got One of the best goalkeepers In the world Making errors um, Solskjaer said prior to the Chelsea game that he was going to stick by him and after the match all the players matter spoke, Shaw spoke they all said that they stood by De Gea and gave him the unity but do you think it's time that he's not necessarily dropped but just taken out the firing line and perhaps rested particularly given the fact that there oh, are two winnable games coming up?
1: I think that would
0: be the only way that they could
1: they could justify it because if he's explicitly dropped the chance of keeping him just you know plummet and they do want to keep him. Obviously, he's not become a bad goalkeeper over the last two months, and also the games that are coming up, Huddersfield and, and Cardiff. It's it's almost like he he should be able to go through those games without dropping a clangor at all. Uh, it's only two games left the season. If if there were two months left the season, then I think there'd be a compelling case to to bring Romero in. Um, He's De Gea's
0: has banked more than enough credits to get cut some slack. He's bailed United out so many times over. And even in his recent games in this run, he's made some sensational saves. Uh the the the, the Mikel Antonio one. Yeah. yeah, that that's the one that springs to mind. Uh, I think Sorsky
1: called him the match winner after after that as well. So it's it's probably about time they bailed him out and the outfield players did have forty five minutes to to bail him out against Chelsea. They just well, they didn't. Uh but it, it is a massive concern. I mean, what used to be his kryptonite was getting beaten at the near post. And when Valerie did it against him with Southampton, I just thought, OK, that's De Geary's near post. He does that from time to time. But I think the, one of the things that really counts against him is that the two best keepers in the league this season have been Allison and Edison. And they both look borderline hyperactive when they have the ball. They move it so quickly. They're constantly in motion even though they're goalkeepers. And... I don't know if it's just De Gea's body language or the or just the contrast in alacrity, but he looks like he's half sleepwalking at times. Um, never more so than than in the Everton game, where he's not made massive mistakes, but certainly Diner's shot and Sigurdsson's shot, they're savable. He should be saving them. Um, and I mean I I I looked at it. I think it's really started since that Southampton game where his form has I started to fall off a cliff because a few days later in Paris, it was just after Rashford scored that penalty, the ball came in the area and I don't know what possessed yeah. him, but he punched it away and it just caused mass anxiety among the United players and the fans because they were hanging on at that point. And then days later, he let Shaka's goal go in at Arsenal, which there was some some suits who said it wasn't a mistake. It was an obvious mistake. It He just looks a little bit slower. His footwork isn't there. Um obviously the contract thing it has to be taken into account because four years ago when he was in the same situation he did have a wobble nowhere near as bad as this one and even during that run he made a great save i think it was from glenn murray at palace at one or in a game that kind of like secured fourth for united and he was player of the season back then but he's certainly not going to win it this season
2: I know what we're saying about the contract situation and why you might keep De Gea in against Cardiff and Huddersfield, like like we say, it should be gimmies. But I think I would personally, if if it was me in Solskjaer's role, I would. I would risk that, and I would I would put him out of the team for two games and treat him as you would an outfield player who was struggling that badly. If a striker kept missing chances in the way that De Gea is making mistakes, doesn't play. seem to bother United at the moment. Well, they haven't <laughs> got much other option, unfortunately. But United have got a better option in Sergio Romero, at least a very very dependable number two, probably the best number two goalkeeper in the Premier League. And so I don't think United should really they shouldn't have their hand forced by a contract situation. They should do what. What is the is the logical decision and just park the hay for two games? Say thanks very much. We'll sort you out in the summer. We should we should be able to sort out your contract in the summer and then give Sergio Romero a couple of games. I think Sir Alex Ferguson once sent Peter Schmeichel off on a sort of sunny trip to Portugal when he was having a tough time one time, and I think came Schmeichel then came back and uh, and was Peter Schmeichel. So I think there's there's precedent there. That was, yeah, that was midway through the treble season.
1: I also, think you'd have to speak to psychologists to, to gauge their opinion, but I wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me if there's some kind of psychological damage from just playing behind Smalling and Jones. <laughs> <year> <laughs> after and and year.
0: psychological damage from the fact that Hugo Lloris is a World Cup winner who might win the Champions well, League, you, and you've got nothing to show uh, for it yeah, in comparison, I, really. I,
1: and- he, he goes away with Spain to the World Cup, has a torrid time, comes back to United and thinks, OK, you know, I'll clear my head New and year. And then, no, you're not getting... Toby Aldvara isn't coming. Diego Godin isn't coming. Nobody's coming. You've got the same defenders that you had last just year. Just they're all a year older. It, it, it must He he must feel a bit crestfallen by it. Um, it's, it's not just, obviously, Smalling and Jones, but, it's, but it is the same
0: old faces to a certain extent that he's he's been bailing out in that defence. But I guess on the, the contrary is the fact that he... Guess it's always been the case, but does the the feeling amongst fans at the moment I sense is that he is many fans feel that he is replaceable now. Where I don't think yeah. he was a few years ago. Yeah. I think the, the the prospect of him leaving would have been curtains, but do you do you feel that if he was to leave United we would be able to get so I mean blacks obviously maybe the the obvious choice. They they were looking
1: at black a couple of years ago when De Gea was having a bit of a wobble and Madrid hadn't ended their interest in him. I think Old Black would obviously be very good. Uh, Henderson has to come into contention as well. I don't think you, I'd be I'd be surprised if United just agreed to sell him to Sheffield United for ten million pounds or fifteen million pounds, given that. I think they have got a potential, I mean, when was the last time United had a academy graduate who came through and was their number one goalkeeper? I'm not sure it's ever actually happened. I know that, does, that means not playing in Champions League, but as Solskjaer said, when you do sign for United, the likelihood is at some stage
0: you're going to play Champions League football. Yeah, I think the the prospect of sharing the change room with Phil Jones and Marcus Rojo is enough to convince anyone to leave. Sharing a training one. session, Marcus Rojo might be risky though. From uh, what yeah, we heard. what did you make of his cameo on the <laughs> I thought on it, the weekend? It was I indi- loved it it. It, it. it was it was, it was entertaining chaos. but
2: indicative of a player that United probably should have moved on last summer, and you know will probably want to move on in the in the upcoming summer. It, those central defensive options are five that United currently have at the moment. I mean, it's just that's just. It's a state. It's it's a, it's a symptomatic of the state of the club at the moment that Victor Lindelof is by far and away the, the most
0: outstanding of those, and the other four. It's like toss a coin to see who you want to play out of those four. I guess what maybe what is alarming is the inconsistency in selection as well. It seems that every week. There's just no... It's so hard to predict who's going to play because I personally didn't see Bay starting at all.
2: He did all right, I thought. But yeah. I thought he
0: was impressive until another challenge that... It was an <laughs> unfortunate injury but it's one that he's thrown himself into a challenge he yeah. didn't need to and I guess it summed up his season. He's out for the rest of the season now and that's only two games. We are at that stage now we can say out for the season. Yeah. It <laughs> That's sounds really, it. really, really grave, dramatic. but it's only two games. Uh, two more points to go on. So I guess we're going to look at the weekend game. Huddersfield, uh, we've already spoken about the possibility of Romero coming into the squad, but lots of fans on social media have <laughs> given Antonio Valencia that uh oh, they want him to come back El Cap Capitano <laughs> This this is the classic uh Twitter, Twitter yeah. fan case of
1: who's you're not played, playing yeah. and your stock your stock just goes up it ha- I remember it happened with uh Morgan Schneiderlin in his verses when Van Gaal had this sequence of not playing him in games and United lost them, and it was like, "Wow, it's, it's just an He's the pivot in this team. He's, he's the linchpin here. And then, of course, uh, it, it was just quite clear that he was out of his depth. Uh, I think they they forget that Valencia is is just literally the worst captain in United's history. Uh, he was he was disgraceful earlier in the season. Uh, the day of the Newcastle game, confirming he was out of the squad, when he has absolutely no right to be. You know, imparting that information on Twitter. Uh, And let's face it, people will say he's been a good servant. He's not been a good servant. He was given a new contract after the Moyes season. That was on the back of two, two such bad seasons that he had to change his squad number because he, he felt he was that bad. Um, He's how he's, he's, he's had 10 years there and, I think in the last, certainly last seven seasons, I'd say he's had one good season. That was the first Mourinho season. There's not, there's no one out there who can legitimately say he was good for the whole duration of that season other than that season. So this whole, you know, give him a send off and everything. No, no, that's that's possibly one of the few upsides to United being in top four contention the final weekend. Can't that risk it. You can't risk playing him. And, and his conditioning is just kaput. I mean, the funny thing at the weekend uh, for the Chelsea game that Solskjaer, in that provisional squad, he selected he selected literally every first-team squad member apart from the captain.
0: Yeah. yeah, I guess as well, like you said, it is a damning indictment that he is, like you said, the worst captain in United's history. And I think sometimes, again, this isn't a criticism of fans, but what the armband actually represents, If you, even if you look back in United history, there's still so few people who have been United captain you yeah. want them to be Antonio Valencia yeah, and for him to be well, that They're part.
2: about to let probably the,
0: the best captain
2: candidate under Herrera leave the club and you know who shows better leadership credentials than Herrera in the current United squad I can't think of anyone
0: I no. can't think of a no. cultural architect has no. he yeah. <laughs> cultural, cultural architect still, still on that search for that oh. um, I guess it's a difficult one because I guess the, the, the one solace for United fans uh, the, the sort of sliver of hope was the fact that if top four's out of the window that obviously means Greenwood and Chonga starting up front this weekend <laughs> do you think now that the under 23 season has come to an end that there's a chance they'll have a, another opportunity in the first team before the end of the season or do you think it's just going to be if that Cardiff game is a dead rubber that's when they it's got to be in. that so that's another it's kind of an incentive because Solskjaer's still not giving up on top four has he no. yeah, even after the game yesterday he was saying it's still possible No. No. and yeah. from that point of view you get the you just get but the feeling th- that he's not going to risk I it I think
1: Greenwood should be in with the legitimate shout anyway because the forwards aren't scoring. It it was I mean Matter is a forward but he's not one of the he's not one of the main ones. He's not Lukaku or Rashford or or Marshall or Lingard. So I think he he should be a, he should be in with a shout, but I just I, I can't see it. If they're still in contention in these next two games then he'll just go with the the current players, which it it would be good if he did bring Greenwood in because he'd be showing a bit of bravery and saying to Lukaku, look, you're, you're so busy talking about maybe not being here next season. Well, here's the guy who replace you and he's he's quicker than you and he's more lithe than you. And um, the fans are behind him as well. You need yeah. to cash in on that as well. While, yeah. yeah. In fact,
0: Lukaku, I thought he was quite good against Chelsea, certainly in the first half. But again, it's worrying that, I think personally, his best football's on the right wing still, looks it. It's when he's cutting in storming yeah. against the left back. That- it's... Yeah, that that, uh, that technique of get the ball, just, shift, yeah, yeah, and just cross
1: and it, and hopefully someone meets it. Uh, I think it's the Jesse Lingard rule from the Chelsea game last <laughs> season. So, yeah, Greenwood, I think he'll be integrated into the first-team squad next season, but whether we see him again this season remains to be seen.
2: Yeah, I went to the under-23s game on Friday night. Yeah. Um, United you know, under the twenty threes were sort of under siege for most of the the second half against the Wolves team chasing the title. But Greenwood, as he has done on many occasions this season, I know for the youth sides was the was the massive shining light. Just looked completely at home. He looked physically up to up to the standard of of first team. Um, the likes of Chong and Angel Gomez didn't quite. um cover themselves in glory but it was perhaps the situation of the game um, with United enjoying a lot of possession and then sort of <laughs> squandering it and panicking a little bit towards the end of the game which I'm told is not um, a sort of one-off occurrence for the under twenty oh, three no, season oh no
0: we had the joys of all year haven't we Samuel all that <laughs> Cold nights in Lee, watching, yes. yeah. Well, it was end of April, and I was uh, I was expecting warmer weather than, than it was. Well, welcome just put to Manchester, way. they should have that like, instead of the Tevez sign, shouldn't they? Just picture of Don Booth at umbrella. So yeah. It's not been
2: exactly, uh, you know, I've
0: not come to you. Just love ever. chasing gloomy weather, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't get away from it. And no wonder where the next stop's going But It's got to be up in Scotland somewhere, isn't it? On the Highlands? but well, we'll see what Hudders feels like this weekend, yeah. We shall see, and yeah, I guess that's the last thing Huddersfield this weekend even United can win that one surely
1: yeah I said that after Liverpool scored what
0: was it 15 seconds I I was about to watch it and I switched over to Great British Menu straight away (laughs) what's the point
1: yeah yeah. Well, I I think it's quite sad for a lot of United fans. There was, was. I didn't hear it because I was in the press room. But there was a lot of cheering around the ground when, when City did score against Burnley. I mean that.
0: That's how far the. As I said, it's
1: full circle. It was going on five years ago when City and Liverpool were going for league, and it's it's happening again. Uh, there were actually, there was actually a Norwegian and a Spanish journalist were asking if I was all right because I was having kittens whilst watching City <laughs> not score against uh, Burnley. I was I was I was that keen for Manchester <laughs> to prevail in the in the. What an ambassador for the European? Yes, Samuel, that was definitely me? where you are. Yeah. Let's oh,
2: well. let's hope though. I think you know um, if we are going down that track, Liverpool. I've got Leicester, and um, I'm sure United fans will all become foxes for the day when when that one takes place. Liverpool, I've got Newcastle.
0: No, yeah, Leicester, were not they? City, Leicester.
2: Oh, City, Leicester. Oh, sorry. And then uh, Liverpool, Wolves.
0: Yeah, which is which they're probably you can become a Magpie instead Magpies and Wolves them, in harmony hopefully together. Kieran does, does the job yeah Kieran Kelly can do us all a favour we shall see thank you very much Samuel thank you very much Don for you. joining us today on the Manchester Red podcast we will be back maybe later in the week to preview the Huddersfield game and if not we'll be back early next week to have a review on it and look ahead to that final day against Cardiff City please leave a like and subscribe if you haven't already and join us again next time